When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome on in, everybody. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show gets going right now. Appreciate you joining us from all across the land. We had quite a day on a Friday as the first of the Twittergate files were dropped. Uh, Matt Taibbi, a left-wing journalist who decided that he was going to continue to do this thing known as journalism, despite what it has become to Democrats, released released a bunch of internal communications from Twitter. We're going to break this down for you in a moment. It's a massive story, and it's just beginning to. Elon has already said there will be more of these revelations. So it's clearly verified coming from within Twitter. And this is exactly what Clay and I have been saying. We were uh, looking forward to seeing, hoping to see all along. Plus you got Fox news reporting more than 73,000 illegal immigrants evaded border patrol just in the month of November. So you're looking at about 600,000 gotaways in fiscal year, 2022 that we know about. Talk about what's going on down at the border. Plus, Soros-backed DA in Philadelphia, Larry Krasner, is asking a court to stop the impeachment proceedings against him because it turns out that people eventually sometimes do get tired of being uh, bludgeoned with lead pipes by lunatics on the streets of their own cities, and sometimes they don't want the progressive DA who lets those people go to continue to stay in that role. So we've got a lot to dive into today, plus the latest on all the machinations from within the GOP. But, Clay, I want to start with this. You and I have both been fired up about this all throughout the weekend. I usually try to take the weekend off of Twitter. I know you've got a lot of sports stuff, so you're you're plugged in and you're you're ready to go all the time. But I just couldn't stop. I couldn't help myself. The emails drop on Friday. We haven't talked about it yet on this show. The short version is that the Hunter Biden laptop suppression 
within Twitter was something that they knew was based on bogus a bogus premise. They also clearly were taking action based on what the DNC Twitter would suspend or delete the tweets of or basically do the bidding of the DNC and the Biden campaign. And this is just the very beginning of it. A lot of people are saying this looks like a rigged election in 2020. This looks like collusion between big tech and the Democrat Party. And there could even be bright red line violations of the First Amendment when all said and done based on what the White House actually did, the Biden White House. Any of this surprising to you or is this just hammering home everything that you thought all along? It, it hammers home everything I thought all along. But what it does is provide the receipts, Buck, because your and mine expectation of what was going on, the relationship between big tech and the Democrat Party could be surmised based on the results, but we didn't have the hard and fast receipts, the data, the smoking gun evidence of that occurring. And so I know a lot of people out there kind of maybe are overwhelmed by this story in general. So I was thinking, how would you sum this up succinctly in like a couple of sentences as a theory of the case if you were talking to a jury? And here's what I would say, Buck, and I'm curious how you would expound upon it. Essentially, what was going on here is, and we're going to talk to Miranda Devine at 1230 Eastern, 930 on the West Coast, because she has a big part of this. The FBI, in the run up to the 2020 election, was regularly briefing big tech companies to be aware that there could be Russian disinformation coming in an effort to swing the election, potentially involving the Biden family. They knew, the FBI did, that they had a laptop, that it was real, that there was no basis upon which to argue it was Russian disinformation. Remember, the FBI already had this laptop. But they also knew that big tech wanted Joe Biden to win, and so they ceded the territory in a fertile way with the idea that there was going to be Russian disinformation coming. The FBI also knew, because they had Rudy Giuliani under surveillance, that he was trying to get this laptop written about by a variety of different sources out there uh, in the media. New York Post ended up writing this. Miranda Devine will talk about her. So when this story drops in October, Twitter immediately locks this story. And Facebook, as we know through Mark Zuckerberg, they also restricted the distribution of this story. Twitter wouldn't even allow, Buck, the story to be shared via DM which is a direct message. That's not even a public way. They wouldn't allow you to share it in your messages with other people. They locked the New York Post Twitter account. Uh, they allowed all of this, uh, all of this fertile terrain to be further seeded that this was Russian disinformation. They refused to allow this story to be shared. They came up with flimsy rationale, arguing that it was hacked materials. And it took a very long time until Twitter finally allowed this story to be shared by the New York Post. I believe all of that. One thing we need to know, who was the FBI agent or agents or official in power who started all these briefings and clearly was working effectively as an agent of the Biden campaign? Who was that person or persons? We need an investigation in the House of Representatives. We also need a full and transparent a further release of documents because this didn't stop, right? This didn't stop with the Biden administration when they got into the White House. We know it happened on Jan 6th. We know it happened on COVID. We know that the Biden administration has been using big tech as a default 
coordinated arm to help collude against their political opposition. This is what this makes Watergate, as I said on Fox News over the weekend, Buck, it makes Watergate look like jaywalking in terms of the part and parcel. And what I'm fascinated by as well is the continued refusal of the New York Times, the Washington Post, ABC, NBC, CBS, the usual suspects in the quote-unquote mainstream media to refuse to cover this story, Buck, because a lot of their audience still has no idea this went on. And if the largest uh, censorship by a major American corporation that has ever existed in our lives, proven by the Twitter release docs, is not newsworthy, what world are you living on? And a lot of the a lot of the first oh it's not the first amendment because it wasn't the government. First of all, we are soon about to find out that it was the government, as in the Biden White House on COVID, on election denial. Well, even we already have seen it with with, with Alex Berenson, but is the is the government buck? Even if they're saying it's the Biden campaign, according to Miranda Devine, the FBI is briefing Twitter on this. That is the government. Right. So even eventually, yes, when they no, got into I, I the mean White the House, censorship, but even the censorship decisions, right? The but, FBI but, can give briefings and, and obviously that's highly suspicious. But unless the FBI is targeting individuals and saying, shut this down, shut this person down, that's obviously direct government action for them saying, hey, keep an eye out for this. They're operating in that deep state gray area, whereas as gross as it is, it's not going to be this. Well, so you guys basically are just violating the First Amendment rights of of the American people or of American citizens uh, very directly. I think we're going to find out that the Biden White House did that, not just with Berenson. We know they did it with Berenson. That's oh, what's yeah. so interesting. People are already saying, oh, but no, they did it to Berenson. We're going to, I think, see that it was much broader than that, that there was a, a campaign of suppression from the very top and, and the White House was going to be pushing certain voices out. And that's that's massive. I mean, there there's going to be a transformative effect, I think, of perception here. And, and for people who are saying, you know, there's a lot of this, right? Oh, but it's not that big a deal. It's a private company. It could do what it wanted before Elon took over. Imagine for a moment the Washington Post, the New York Times, and CNN all got together and printed a fabricated story about, which they did with Russia collusion, by the way, but just put that aside. The night before the election... They have some story that, you know, Donald Trump actually, you know, murdered somebody in a drunk driving accident when he was, you know, with his mistress. Oh, you mean like Teddy Kennedy. But the point is, they just made up that story the night before or the day before an election. You could say, yeah, they're allowed to do that. But what would we think of them afterwards? What would you think of the of the Democrat apparatus that went along with that? They basically did that just through censorship and suppression instead of outright propaganda and falsehood. And I think everyone needs to see this for what it is. The worst fears about the Democrat-aligned corporate media are true. The worst fears about the social media platforms. Let's not forget Facebook went along with this, too. Oh, yeah. And we don't have the receipts from Facebook. And YouTube were a bunch of little digital Stasi about the election, about COVID. Google, the, the same little wimps that are, eh, I can't handle the mean things said online. I'm going to shut them down. Those same people suffering from emotional instability and low testosterone, they run social media, trust and safety at Google, at Facebook, at TikTok, at Amazon, at you name it. So this is just the beginning, I think, Clay, of a much larger conversation about that as well. Yeah, Jen Psaki actually, and we talked about this uh, at the time that she said it, she bragged from the White House uh, press briefings 
that they were in the White House regular consultations with big tech companies about statements that were being made on their platforms that they don't appreciate, don't like, and believe should be removed. So I I think as the Biden administration came into the White House, you are correct that based on their campaign relationships with big tech, they were emboldened to take on an unbelievable and I think unconstitutional level of collusion with big tech companies to remove their political adversaries, people who were arguing against the things that they uh, believed in. And as Elon Musk continues to release this information, what's significant is not only what's happening at Twitter, but to your point, Buck, if it was happening at Twitter, we know Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, which is owned by Google, all of those companies were also working in concert, as we talked about. This was evident based on the results. When Donald Trump got suspended by every tech platform on the planet, including, and I always think this is kind of funny, but Pinterest, Pinterest was like, Donald Trump can have nothing to do with our platform. Trump was we not allowed sell, to share his latest Petunia arrangement. Nothing. Yes. Yeah, his cooking recipes, like uh, his, uh, none of it was allowed to be shared on Pinterest. But the idea that even Pinterest was taking this action, it was an unbelievable connection of everybody reaching the same results because of the Biden administration. They depersoned a sitting president from the yes. internet. I mean, just can everyone just take take a moment? The actual president of the United States, the leader of the free world, the guy sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania in the Oval Office was depersoned by the most powerful media companies on the internet across the board simultaneously. That's what this, they did because of a dispute. And this was after four years of lying about him, all those companies, saying that he stole the 2016 election with Russia. Look, I understand why a lot of people are just like, burn the whole system down. I can't handle this anymore. And it's not just Trump either. To remind our listeners, our interview with Trump from Bedminster this summer, YouTube pulled it down and refused to allow that interview to be posted. So... It's not even just Trump. It's the entire penumbra surrounding Trump. Our radio show. We had Trump on as a guest. We weren't allowed to post the interview that he did with us on YouTube because they said it violated their terms of service. Think about how crazy that is. We are the biggest radio show in the country and we're conducting an interview of an individual and we're not allowed to share that interview because they don't like the answers to some of the questions that Donald Trump gave. That is in next-level censorship over and beyond. I can't defend it for Trump, but I certainly can't defend why you would censor the biggest radio show in the country and disallow us to share our content. If they could get away with doing what China does, there is a, an entire cadre within the Democrat leadership of this country. They would do it. They would shut down all opposition. They would have a one-party state. And with the help of big tech, they felt like they were getting pretty close to it, by the way. And what Elon Musk has done here, no matter, everyone keeps saying, oh, you can't trust him. Yeah, but now it's, he's already, it's already out there. We already know. First yeah. of all, I think Elon has kept to his word on everything so far and has taken an enormous amount of heat. And I think the guy has been a heck of an impressive individual on this, taking on this fight. I think he does believe Western civilization is at stake. And I think yeah. he's right. And I think he does believe the First Amendment is absolutely at stake. And I think he's right. And just the fact, though, Clay, that he's shown us this much so far. We, we should show the other side, though. 
now that we have these people like the trust and safety chief. Oh, yeah, we need to play those audio and clips and for you when we come back. And and Miranda Devine is going to be great, I think, at the bottom of this hour here in about 15 yeah. minutes when well, she talks with us. Why did the FBI? I mean, you raised this before. and I, I didn't want to get ahead of what Miranda's going to say because she'll do the deep dive for us. Why did the FBI know that there was some Hunter Biden specific, quote, hack that may be happening? That's real weird, Clay. The same FBI that's not supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden because, you know, he didn't do anything wrong. Why did they know this? Hmm. It's pretty weird, isn't it, everybody? We're going to get to the bottom of it. Look, are you tired of overpaying for your cell phone service? Because I know I was. How about this? You can get talk, text, and blazing fast data for just $30 a month. It's on the same network, the same towers, same coverage as the other guys, but for half the price. This is great news. You can start saving today without having to sacrifice on coverage. How do I know? I'm a Pure Talk customer. This is what my cell phone service is on. You get the benefit of working with a U.S.-based customer service team to make your switch very easy. can take as little as 10 minutes via phone. You're supporting a veteran-owned business. And here's the best part. When you use your cell phone and dial pound 250 today and say Clay and Buck, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. So using your cell phone, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, get switched over and save 50 or $60 or more every month. Switch to a company, a cell phone company that actually shares your values, believes in patriotism, free speech, and freedom. That's Pure Talk. Dial from your phone right now, pound 250, say Clay and Buck into your phone. That's pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Switch to Pure Talk. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 995 G-O-L-D. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year 
at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have health lock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date health lock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We're about to be joined by Miranda Devine uh, to talk about the New York Post story that set all of this off and underway. But I want to play you a couple of cuts here to give you a sense from how left-wing the Twitter employees were. This is former Twitter head of Trust and Safety, Joel Roth, saying they needed to ban Trump because of the trauma he and other content moderators were experiencing on January 6th. Listen. January 6th. If you talk to content moderators who worked on January 6th, myself included, the word that nearly everybody uses is trauma. Mm-hmm. We, we experience those events, not some of us as Americans, but not just as Americans or as citizens, but as people working on sort of how to prevent harm on the Internet, we saw the clearest possible example of what it looked like for things to move from online to off. We saw right. what was we saw the way that rhetoric about a stolen election was being mobilized on sites like the Donald.win. Sure. We yes. saw the trafficking of this content in the fringe parts of the internet, and we saw people dead in the Capitol. Okay, I'm oh, I'm literally shaking right now because like just hearing about his trauma gives me so much trauma. What a wimp. It's amazing. Yeah. The people they have at these companies. First of all, they're morons. Second of all, they're cowards. Third of all, they hate free speech. And it's not even true. There were this thing about the the only dead person was a protester who was shot by police, an unarmed woman who weighed 120 pounds. It was how much, crazy. How much trauma did they f- fill for six months of riots BLM that were riots? taking place yeah. because that they were advocating for BLM? I, we need to play also the cut of him trying to explain why they had to ban the Babylon Bee. We'll do that maybe at yeah. the end of this hour to kind of wrap it all together. But up next is going to be Miranda Devine. This stuff is this stuff. Miranda Devine coming up next, everybody. It's going to we need to talk about that FBI and and this whole thing. But this language about trauma. This is the language of the woke fascist. Everyone is anyone who refers to their trauma because they saw something on Twitter that they don't like about politics. Give me a break. If you watch the stock market these days, oh man, it's rough, right? Are we going to see a bear market coming up here or stocks going to go up or down before the end of the year? This is the time when investors either give up on making gains or decide to cut their losses and get the tax benefit. Either way, it can affect the value of your 401k. 
It's one more reason to diversify your savings and retirement accounts by making an investment in gold. This precious metal has held its value this year, at the same time shown a steadiness in the face of turbulent markets and the crazy inflation we're all facing. The company I go to as my expert source for gold is the Oxford Gold Group. They're the leader in this industry. They give great advice, best pricing guarantees, and they'll, get, they'll deliver gold right to your home. It's so easy and straightforward and private. Call the Oxford Gold Group today. Request your free precious metals, metals guide. 833-404-GOLD. That's the Oxford Gold Group at 833-404-G-O-L-D. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. As promised, Miranda Devine with us now, New York Post columnist, author of Laptop from Hell, and uh, Fox News contributor. She has a great piece up. The FBI warned Twitter during weekly meetings of Hunter Biden hack and leak operation before censoring the New York Post. Miranda, appreciate you coming back. Great to be with you guys. So this is this is a big deal. Um, and, and you lay it out in in detail in your piece at the New York Post. But just w- walk everybody through this and the evidence we have that the FBI was telling the big tech companies that basically get ready for it. They're coming with some kind of a leak operation. How would they know this? Well, we have that information from a sworn declaration by a guy called Yol Roth, who is a former top executive at Twitter. And he said that in the weekly meetings that the FBI was having with Twitter before the 2020 election, they warned Twitter to expect a dump, uh, a hack and leak operation, hacked material involving uh, probably Hunter Biden, likely in October. And they said this was an operation by, quote, state actors, which is really um, kind of intel speak for Russians. So in other words, Twitter was told a Russian disinformation operation, hacked material involving Hunter Biden in October. And what happens in October? The New York Post publishes our story on October 14, 2020, uh, basically with the Hunter Biden laptop story that's detrimental to Joe Biden's candidacy. And it's just three weeks before the election. All right, Miranda, this I've been saying makes Watergate look like jaywalking when you put all these pieces together. So do we know who at the FBI was facilitating or encouraging or ordering or demanding, whatever verb you want to use there, these briefings to be given to Twitter? Because I I just want to tie this in, and this is where we started. The FBI clearly knew that big tech was sympathetic to Joe Biden's uh, campaign, that they wanted Joe Biden to win. They also, you can correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, My understanding is they also had Rudy Giuliani under surveillance, so they knew that he was talking to reporters, including yourself, other newspapers, to try to get this story written. We also, to my knowledge, the FBI was already in possession of the Hunter Biden laptop at this point, meaning they should have known that it was not some elaborate Russian disinfo fake, because when you look at all the information on that laptop, it's pretty clear that it would be impossible to fake. Is all of that true? Kind of use that information also to build on on what you just answered for Buck. Yeah, 100% correct, Clay. 
the FBI knew that our story was legitimate. They knew that the laptop was legitimate because they had had it in their possession since December 2019, almost a year. And they also had done uh, a lot of investigating of John Paul MacIsaac, who was the computer repair shop guy who had given them the laptop. And uh, he, it was his store that Hunter Biden had abandoned his laptop at in Delaware in April 2019. So he had hung on to it. He'd looked at it. He was concerned about national security issues. He saw particularly to do with Ukraine and China. He thought, I have to get this to the FBI. When he gave it to the FBI, they sort of were very strange and they warned him that people who keep their mouths shut don't get run into any trouble. Then after about eight months, he got concerned and he thought, nobody is doing anything about this. I'm going to start contacting Republican members of Congress. No one answered any of his emails. The first person to answer him was Rudy Giuliani, October, sorry, August 24th of 2020. And that was at the time that the FBI was spying on Rudy Giuliani's cloud. They had a uh, surveillance, covert surveillance warrant uh, into uh, Rudy Giuliani for alleged FARA violations, which they just dropped about a month ago. Uh, they, were, they were completely baseless. And, uh, but they were spying on him, on his cloud, for two years without his knowledge from about a month after he started working as then-President Trump's personal lawyer. So they were, had access to all his emails and messages in 2020, including that one on August 24 I mentioned, where John Paul MacIsaac reached out with a very detailed email saying what he had seen, what concerned him, and he included some attachments, some screenshots from the laptop. So the FBI should have known exactly what he had. They knew he was legit because they'd interviewed him, they'd investigated him. They had the laptop, so they knew what was on it. Not only that, they had um, had a five-hour interview with Tony Bobolinsky um, coming up uh, just before the election. So before the election, the FBI knew that our story was legit, they knew John Paul Isaac was legit. They knew the laptop was legit. And still, they continued with this lie that it was going, it was Russian disinformation. This was a Russian hack and leak operation, which effectively says that the laptop has been hacked. Hunter Biden's laptop has been hacked by Russians. And then the material has been leaked to, um, you know, Terrible news organisations like ours that don't check their material and um, and therefore it's just Russian disinformation and we at the New York Post are stooges. That's what the FBI was telling Twitter and we believe Facebook as well. And also, they would have had access to my messages with Rudy Giuliani in October of 2020, which would have, uh, talking about when the Post was publishing and what was going on, what we were going to publish... Um, so the FBI was pretty well worded up about when when the material was coming out, where it was going to be coming out, and what was in it. Miranda, do we know how high up it would have to have gone at the FBI to be having these briefings at Twitter and Facebook, spreading, frankly, clear lies that they knew were lies, and I think that's important. Do we know who ordered this? Where, you know, for lack of a better term, everybody knows the code red. I mean, this feels like it was a code red that was ordered by the FBI. Who ordered it? 
Yeah, I, I, that I don't know. Um, you know, it would have been normal for Christopher Ray, the director, to um, have teams going out and warning people about Russian disinformation or, you know, malign state actors trying to interfere with the election. Um, I doubt whether he knew that they were seeding or pre-bunking the New York Post story. Maybe they, maybe he did, I don't know. But what we do know, we know the name of the special agent Elvis Chan in San Francisco who coordinated these weekly meetings in Silicon Valley uh, with, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Google, and um, there were six or seven FBI agents who were flying out every week from Washington, D.C. for those meetings. And the reason we know that is because um, Elvis Chan was just deposed on Tuesday as part of this lawsuit that's been brought against the Biden administration um, by the Republican attorneys general of both Missouri and Louisiana. And Eric Schmidt, now Senator-elect, um, has been driving that case. And it's just fascinating, the material they've got out of it, about collusion between big tech and the federal government in violation of the First Amendment. This Miranda, you know, just, just I, I want to ask and make sure that I'm, I'm getting this right. It sounds like there were what I would call deep state elements within the FBI. We know there were many of them. Some of the names are familiar to us now, but many of them over the lies about Russia-Trump collusion, who stayed in the FBI and then in the next election thought that it was their job to somehow stop Russia collusion again? I mean, basically, were they true believers in this or were they just using this as a pretextual scam to help Joe Biden win? I don't really know their motivations, but yes, I mean, ultimately they were helping Joe Biden win and, and were determined that Donald Trump would not win. Uh, chief among those is a man called James Baker. He was the uh, general counsel, as in the top lawyer at the FBI, and was deeply involved in all that Russia collusion uh, scam, um, everything from the Alpha Bank, um, you know, Michael Flynn, um, and the Steele dossier, Crossfire Hurricane, etc. Um, he also was involved, I believe, in the, the investigation into the DNC hack back in 2016, supposedly done by Russians. The jury's still out on that. Now, interestingly, James Baker then, uh, just five months before the 2020 election, just happened to turn up at Twitter. Um, he became Twitter's, and I believe still is, Deputy General Counsel. And so he was uh, the FBI's man inside Twitter uh, deciding uh, what, you know, what subpoenas were going to be accepted when um, the FBI, for instance, wanted to access uh, Twitter accounts of people who might be uncomfortable for Joe Biden, such as we've just found out from a Daily Caller story, Tara Reid the woman who alleged that Joe Biden um, many years ago had sexually assaulted her, she came out before the 2020 election. And we now know that the FBI subpoenaed Twitter for her account. All the details, including presumably the names of reporters who were direct messaging her and interested in her story. So that was going on before the election as well. And James Baker's presence inside Twitter was very useful to the Democratic Party and to the FBI.
Miranda, we know you're busy, and I've said before you deserve like nine or ten Pulitzer Prizes in a row along with your colleagues at The Post for what you have done on this story. The document release on Friday, last question for you. What, if anything, did you get info that you needed or wanted out of that? Uh, um, How would you assess what you saw on Friday? Um, Look, I I thought it was interesting, and particularly there was an email. Unfortunately, the date and time was stripped off it, but Matt Taibbi, um, the journalist who was tasked by Elon Musk to release all that information, um, had this one email from James Baker in which he weighed in on the decision on the morning of the 14th of October 2020 when our story came out, um, that internal discussion in Twitter about whether or not to censor it. Um, And... He came down on the side of censoring it and he said, you know, we don't know if it's hacked material and we should err on the side of caution. Yeah, it's crazy, particularly because that hacked material policy, they never applied in general. Uh, I mean, they knew it was bullcrap. Yeah, you have killed it. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thanks so much, Clamber. You know what? One of the things you learn as you look more and more into the Twitter hacked emails is Twitter is run by a bunch of beta males with no testosterone. You just listen to these dudes talk and you think to yourself, my God, these guys have no spine. They have no actual masculinity in their bodies. What would Twitter look like if it had been run by actual men, by actual men with testosterone as opposed to we're going to continue to play some of these clips. People who felt like they were traumatized by mean words on the internet. Maybe, just maybe, Twitter wouldn't be the cesspool that it has become because weak men, unfortunately, make things worse. Don't be a weak man yourself. Go to chalk today. Don't be like the Biden administration. Actually have testosterone in your body. Vim, vigor, vitality. It's all natural. But you know what? Testosterone's collapsing in this country And most guys don't realize it. Studies have shown a slow and steady decrease in testosterone in men nationwide, down 50% over the last 50 years. You know who's noticing? Women. Lots of women looking around saying, man, there's a lot of wusses out there. You know, if you're a single woman, you can't even find a man to date because all of them are so lacking in testosterone. Get hooked up today. Get your chalk. Pure, potent daily supplements. Get yourself set up with a subscription to get them. You can do it online at chalk.com. That's C-H-O-Q.com. 35% off any chalk subscription for life when you use my name, Clay, in the checkout process. That's chalk.com. My name, Clay, 35% off. C-H-O-Q.com. Check it out today. 35% off for life. Don't be like the losers men who work in Twitter. Get testosterone in your life today. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation, and three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills to date HealthLock has helped its members save over 130 million dollars bottom line insurance alone isn't enough to save visit healthlock.com do it today before you see another health care provider that's healthlock.com the number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. One of the big lessons that we are seeing in the stark light of day is there are a lot of people out there that did not take to heart the concept of sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. My entire generation, Buck Whippersnapper generation, I don't know if he was a part of this or not, was taught that you can't allow words, even though they might sometimes hurt. Anybody who's ever been a kid in school knows that words can hurt, but the important thing is to teach kids how to deal with things that are mean that are said to them. Of course, Clay. I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you <laughs> say right. sticks to you. So this is like kind of a, a a blanket, I would say generational way in which we were raised. I still try to make sure that my boys hear all these cliches too. But when I listen to this Twitter head of security, Buck, I just, I, I wonder like, what was he taught growing up? Okay, well, I want to I ask you, like growing up, my dad... 
you know, my dad, you don't even really, I don't think, none of this. I mean, his his family's from South Dakota and Virginia. Yep. And so he had, so, you know, Tennessee, South Dakota, Virginia, there may be some similarities, you know, some cultural similarities in how, you, how you'd raise your kids. He was taught you punch a bully in the face. Yeah. And so when I was growing up, he was always telling me, he's like, someone bullies you, punch him in the face. And then I had to have my mom come and be like, well, like, you might get kicked out of school. Like, let's not just, like, punch right away. You know, my dad was like, what do you mean? Punch him in the face. You know? <laughs> he, no, there he were had a lot. very clear. He's like, someone bullies you, you punch him in the face. That's it. Yeah, and, and I look around now, and my kids are in public schools, and I don't think there's any doubt that kids and schools get softer and softer because our dads and granddads of people our age and you know 40 years old or so would say, oh, you kids are so soft compared to what we had to go through. And I do think that generationally, that's not an exaggeration. I do think the world is getting softer, but at some point it becomes so soft that you become an utter victim. And I don't think we have time to play it right now. So when we come back at the top of the next hour, I want everybody thinking about this in terms of the big picture here is left-wingers in this country, in addition to being opposed to free speech, have bought into the idea, Buck, that words themselves are violence. And that if somebody says something that is mean to you, that that is an unacceptable thing to happen and that as a result, censorship is not only uh, uh, allowed, but necessary in some sense of the word. Yeah, like when people play the name game with my name, I'm literally traumatized by that. You know what I mean? That's I, what just. I don't know how, Buck, you get out of bed in the morning. I mean, know? and look, Clay rhymes with gay. I mean, it's a, it's a wonder that I made it through elementary school with that, uh, with that rhyming pattern. Yeah, I mean, Buck, Buck, Bo Buck. I can't even talk about Fanana Fana. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is what they used to do to me on the playground. And, you know, then I'd punch him in the face because my dad told me to do that I'd get in trouble. So, you know, I guess we all turn into the Twitter trust and safety people if this keeps going. You're not going to believe what this loser said. We'll play it for you next. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For severely injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. 
Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel the Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. Because all veterans who honorably served, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. 